Hi guys and welcome back to Loving Me Podcast. It's been a little bit and the main reason why is because the sound quality when I last tried to record was just not up to my standards and I completely lied to my followers on the Instagram when I said that it was going to be up on Saturday because now it's Tuesday and I'm just now re-recording the episode but I just didn't feel like it was good enough to post and I really care about this podcast so if it's not up to my standards it will not be going out so I am re-recording which is okay because I feel like I have had time to gather more of my thoughts and feel better about what I was posting or what I was talking about because I don't know do you ever have that feeling where you could like talk for hours on end but just about nothing that actually matters because that's how I felt and I had the topics that I wanted to talk about but then it just felt like I wasn't translating it the right way to be relatable and for people to understand so I don't know I'm starting fresh I have a different outlook and mindset on everything so yeah this episode today is going to be one that I feel like as I'm saying it to you I'm saying it to myself I'm vocalizing it out loud for myself because it has been something that I have struggled with so much, especially since moving to Orlando and not being in college. Because I haven't named this podcast episode yet, I don't know what it's going to be named, but it should be along the lines of not knowing your plan, not having a plan, or entering a new season of uncertainty. I feel like this is extremely relatable for anyone who is in high school, college, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever it may be, I just think it's extremely relatable because there will always be a time in our life where we feel like we aren't doing enough or is the plan that we're on the right plan and just having a lot of self-doubt in who you are because of that. I think it's a really important topic because I just don't feel like it's discussed as much because what a lot of people believe, at least I believed, was everybody had a plan. I was the only one that didn't have a plan or was unsure of exactly what I wanted to do. And the reality of it is nobody has a plan. Nobody has it all figured out. We're just really good at faking it. So we're going to set the stereotypes aside and we're going to talk about how hard it is to not have a plan or when you thought you had a plan, everything crumbles beneath you and how to continue on, start over with a positive mindset. But before we get into any of that, I have wanted to start before I do any episode and get into like the juicy topics of them. I wanted to do like a high-low of the week, talk about things happening in pop culture, giving my horoscope of the day because you know I told you in last episode I'm obsessed with CoStar and if you have not downloaded that app, get on it. So that is how we're going to start. So before we get into the high lows of the week, let's start with the horoscope of the day. You know what? This week has been so funny with my horoscopes because I know I sound like a crazy person, but they're so accurate. I don't know why. And if I haven't told you my big three, I'm going to tell you right now. I am a Pisces, Libra, and then Capricorn. So I'm a rising Libra and then my moon is in Capricorn, which my friend EJ tells me all the time that's not good, but I really don't know why. But my horoscope for the day said it's okay to not contain everything you need to be happy. It can be hard to be spontaneous when you cling on too long. You're not a bad person for wanting to spend time alone. Communicate what you need to change. So on my do's, it says play your hand, no phones, and poker face. My don'ts are guard up, preemptive strikes, and generalizations, which I feel like that's very accurate for today because I've just sort of been very isolated because I'm cat sitting, so I haven't been like with my roommate or anything, but I've just sort of been alone with my thoughts, and I don't really know if that's been extremely healthy, but it's okay, and 
you know, I'm reminded that it's okay to be alone and to work on yourself in this time. So in pop culture, a lot of things happen recently. And mainly in the music industry because Taylor Swift released her new album, Midnight. But if I'm being honest, I just didn't really vibe with it. I don't know why. I'm not the biggest Swifty. Don't get me wrong. I think she's an incredible, super creative person. Probably one of the most creative people I will will ever witness. But I just, I feel like I've outgrown her music. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I really don't know why, but I can't really get into it. But maybe I just need to listen to it a couple more times. But I don't know if I've explained my love for Megan Trainer. but Megan Trainer released her new Taken It Back album. And y'all, listen, I adore that woman. I've never had a celebrity that I've like idolized. She is that celebrity for me. I idolize that woman. I would do anything to meet her or go to her concert or just look at her. I, I love her. I loved her music since All About That Face. However, I've really fallen in love with her and who she is outside of music because of her podcast with her brother working on it. It's so good. And they just talk like, you know, we're sort of listening into their conversations. They have really good guests. They have really good things that they talk about. And Megan Trainer just seems so relatable, which I mean, I feel like we always say that about celebrities, but I truly feel like she's one of those celebrities that knows that she's famous, but it also doesn't determine how she treats others, how she looks at herself, anything like that. So I really admire her and I have loved her new album, Taking It Back. And if you have not listened to it yet, I highly recommend. My current favorites are, my current favorites are Remind Me, While You're Young, Made You Look, Rainbow, Superwoman, pretty much all of them if I'm being honest, but those are some of my favorites and I highly recommend listening to them. I've also been in a Bruno Mars mood recently, which again, he's one of like the top tier musicians in my brain, just a feel good artist. And I've been really into his music. So I've just been in a music kick, I guess. I don't know. Other news, not, I mean, not much on pop culture. I, today I heard that apparently Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are back together, which I honestly hope because I was a fan of the relationship. But other than that, nothing too crazy going on. I have to pre-record a lot of episodes in the next few days because I'm going back to Tennessee, going back to my roots for my cousin's wedding, which I'm going to be in. And I've never been in a wedding before. And then when I come back, it's Halloween and I will be busy with that. And then my dad and I are running in my first 5k ever in Epcot. We're running around Epcot for the Coco 5k and I'm so excited, but I like didn't really train. So I don't know how that's going to go, but I've heard that it's like a walking 5k. So I think I'll be okay. I don't know. I have no idea. If I don't make it back to the pod, it's because I've fallen over dead in World Showcase because I can't run a mile or three miles anymore. And that's pretty much it for my updates and check-ins. Oh, my high lows of the week. Okay, hello. Sorry, I need to get it together. My high of the week was I started dancing with the stars. Like, and I'm binging it right now. And I really like it. I always have liked Dancing with the Stars. But I really like the season. I like the diversity in the cast. I just, I think it's really good. Obviously, this is going to be a hot topic. I despise Tyra Banks as the host. I miss Tom Bergeron. But that's my own issue. Another high is afternoon naps. Can we talk about how good afternoon naps are? They are top tier in every way. And I've been having a couple this week that are just really, really good. 
my lows of the week has just been feeling very overwhelmed, uncertain in what my plans are. And I think last episode or two episodes ago really brought a lot of emotions that I didn't really want to bring up up. So I've been processing those. I've been very healthy about it, but you know, life can throw curveballs at you and you just sort of have to be ready for them. And that's sort of how I've been feeling this week. So overall a good week, but I think it's time we get started into what we're talking about today. So like I said, in the start of the episode today, this topic is pretty much I'm telling myself this just as much as I'm telling you this. Realigning your purpose and defining your goals and what you want in the future is super important. And I feel like it's been something that has been reiterated to me since like my freshman year of high school. You know, they would always tell us, you need to figure out what you want to do in college, what you're going to be your major, because that's your career for the rest of your life. And I would always think, you know, what if I changed my mind? Because there's so many things I want to do that I could never really figure out exactly what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be a therapist at one point. I wanted to go to hair school at one point. I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse a criminal justice major, a lawyer. There were so many things I wanted to do and I couldn't figure it out. And I felt like because I didn't have an exact plan of what I wanted to do, I was a failure or I was failing or I was behind track. And first off, if you feel that way, if you're in high school and you are feeling the immense amount of pressure being put on you because you quote unquote have to find your path and calling when you're a sophomore in high school, that's just not true. It's okay to not know exactly what you want to do. Do you know how many people go to college undecided because they don't know and they don't want to waste their time on doing something that they have to go back to school for or spend more money for? No, like there's so many people who do that. So do not be hard on yourself for that. But I really relate to feeling like you had a plan and then the wall is caved in and you don't really know what you're going to do now. You can't really figure out what would make you happy because I've never really talked about this And I'm going to tell you the whole story, but I played softball my entire life since I was four and I played up until college and I went to college to play and I quit mid-season of my freshman year and softball was my identity. So when I had that taken away and I took that away from myself, I really couldn't figure out what my next step was because if it was Ansley, it was Ansley and softball. There was never just Ansley, it was Ansley and the sport. And I remember feeling very just disappointed in who I was. I felt like a failure. I felt like I wasn't going to do anything in life that was beneficial because I had put my whole worth or surrounding a sport, which I don't recommend doing that. But I think that because this story is so important to me and I've never talked about it ever because why would I ever talk about this on social media? I feel like it's important now to talk about because if you have dealt with anything sort of like this, it may be relatable. And also, like, listen, this is, like, the most me thing that has happened to me that I think goes in so perfectly with not having a plan or feeling like you've had a plan. It was taken away from you. And now what do we do? But you can use it in any aspect of your life, like not knowing what you want to do for college or if you want to go to college or you were in a long-term relationship and you guys just broke up and you had all of these plans with them. And now you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I'm going to be single forever, that mentality, or you just lost your job that you really loved and now you don't know what to do. This is for you. Take what you need. Don't take what you don't need, but I'm going to tell you sort of 
my process of where I ended up now and the struggles that I had along the way. That I started playing softball when I was like four or five. I did the rec league and then I did travel ball. And then we started to realize, oh, you know, I may be good at this. Let's, you know, go to hitting lessons, go to fielding lessons, put a lot of money and time in travel ball, travel across the country. You know, um, I went to a really good school for softball in high school. I was on the um, varsity as a freshman and I I wouldn't say I worked super hard in the beginning just because I was naturally gifted in sports, but I wasn't like incredible. I sort of fell out of love for softball in my first relationship because I wanted to hang out with him all the time and I didn't really want to put softball at my priority, even though it should have been because that was what I wanted to do. And then when we broke up, I was like, you know what, revenge era, I'm going to work so hard in softball. And I, I really did. I really did. And that was when I think my softball game transformed into something way better than what it ever was. I was starting to get contacted by colleges. I was very into it. But then I was like, I just, I don't know. I've played it for so long. I don't know if like I want to go to college for it because I wanted to have a normal college experience. I wanted to be in the stories. I wanted to have fun. And as much as I loved softball, I missed out on a lot of stuff in high school because I had to go to tournaments or like my, um, I would have to miss a lot of football games because I had tournaments in Mississippi. So I'd have to leave like on Friday, all of that. So I didn't feel like I could be as involved in high school because I did devote so much time to softball. But my junior year, no, yeah, my junior year is when you could officially get recruited by colleges and like commit to them and, you know, sign the dotted line, get scholarship, whatever. And my dad sat me down and he was like, do you really want to play softball? And I was like, you know what? I don't really know. And I am a sucker for any type of competition or any type of bet. So he had told me, if you get a softball scholarship, I will buy you a newer car because I had just recently got in a car accident and I totaled my car and I was driving my grandmother's car. So he was just giving me a little bit of incentive. And guys, let me tell you, I did get that. I got that scholarship. I got that car and I was on top of the world because I did work so hard for it. I busted my ass and I finally got what I wanted. I was going to the school that I thought was my dream school. I was so excited and then um, entering my senior year of softball, there was an opportunity for us to be the underdogs. There was potential to go to state. We were so excited because my high school had gone to state twice before in my four years, which is really cool. But we would always get out in the first round of state. So we never really made it far enough. And I was really hopeful that that year was going to be it. But it was 2020. And if you know anything about 2020, COVID hit. So... I didn't get to finish my senior season and that was really, really, really hard and disappointing and I just felt like I didn't have another season. Like I I didn't and I didn't get to close that chapter of my life and it was really just disappointing. Obviously in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a big deal, but if you were a 2020 senior, you understand it was, it sucked. So then that summer travel ball was sort of postponed. I mean, we did play a couple of tournaments, but let me tell you right now, looking back, I was not in shape. I was not getting ready for my season as a collegiate athlete. I wasn't eating healthy. I just wasn't in the right headspace where I was focusing on 
perfecting my craft. I mean, I was going to hitting lessons, but I was really just running through the motions. In August of 2020, I moved into my university. I had a really good group of roommates. I liked the team so far. It felt a little clicky only because everyone knew each other already. So I was like trying to figure out where I belonged. And sometimes I am an overachiever. I want everybody to like me. So I most likely came off really annoying, which I like can tell you that. I can come off as a lot. Came I most definitely came off a lot in those situations because I just wanted everyone to like me. But then we weren't allowed to play because COVID. So I was able to join a sorority and meet other people. And then I was like, oh, maybe I really don't want to play softball because I just hadn't been doing it. So there was that. And then also I was going through a massive breakup and it was horrible. And I think that breakup really just affected everything that happened in that first semester because it just wasn't good. But obviously this is no shame to literally anyone. I'm just sharing my story and I'm allowed to share my story. I'm 100% human. I made mistakes in this as well. I was not the perfect friend to my roommates at all either. So again, two sides to every story and this is my side. But my roommates and I were really close and we were very different people though. They had a lot of fun in high school. I was a goody-goody in high school. I never drank, never did anything, never partied at all. And when I, my boyfriend and I had broken up, I was going through it and we all had each other on Life360, which I don't recommend. I just think that it can be a little bit toxic tracking your friends all the time. I mean, and terms of like going out on dates with other people and you are like their person if something goes wrong I totally get it but every day and for everything and checking actively I don't know I'm not really a fan of it but guys I've never said this out loud so if my parents are listening yeah I'm sorry but there was one time right I was going through it with my ex and I was like I'm coming to see you I'm done like I'm going to drive to you right now to talk to you mind you he lived five hours away it was like a school night I had like class the next day and I told my roommates, I lied to them and said, well, I'm going home. I'm going to go home to my mom's house. I'm going to spend some time with her. And they're like, okay, we'll feel better. And I was like, all right, thanks. And I left and I drove the five hours to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Nobody knew. And on the way there, I get a call from my roommates and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Like, have you made it to your mom's? I'm like, not yet. And they're like, yeah, we know you're lying. We know where you're going. You're going to go see your ex, blah, blah, blah. How dare you lie to us and all of this stuff. And I was like, at first, very taken aback because they weren't my mother and they were literally yelling at me. And I was like, okay, really? We're going to do this? And they were pretty much just upset that I lied to them about going and which totally valid. But Again, they weren't my mother and I shouldn't have lied to them. I should have just been upfront because what were they going to do? But I just didn't want them mad at me and they ended up getting mad at me regardless. But that was sort of like the start of what happened in my quitting. And then there were like other things that happened between my roommates and I that I ended up going home because I kept getting quarantined during this time. Like every other week I was quarantined. So I was then gone away from school for two weeks at a time which was so brutal to my mental health oh my gosh it was horrible I went home and at that time they were getting close with another softball player that was like our age she was so cool I really liked her but obviously when your three roommates are hanging out with her and not you you sort of feel isolated and alone which is totally normal I had wanted to go to a pumpkin patch with them when I got off of quarantine I was like can you guys wait till I'm back and they were like yeah 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 and then they 
didn't, which was whatever, you know, that sort of sucked. But I came home and I had to go to like initiation for my sorority. And I went home, I was changing and I saw this um, Christmas card on like the countertop and it was like Merry Christmas from the roommates and it was my three roommates and that girl and I was like oh my god that it sucks that hurts so bad because you know I wanted to be well liked I wanted my roommates and I to be the friends that we would have forever which I'm gonna be honest with you I don't really know if that's reality like you know how people always be like you'll find your best friends in high school you'll find your best friends in college I don't know if that's true if I'm being honest after that I ended up speaking to them and I was like hey, I don't really know what I did. I feel very isolated from our friend group. I know I've been quarantined a lot and it sucked, but I just wanted to talk to you. Like I'm really struggling. And one of the girls like point blank was like, I'm not going to lie to you. We don't like you. And I remember first off, I've never been told so directly that someone didn't like me. And at the time I just didn't have a backbone to stand up for myself. So I just broke down. And mind you, this has been almost three years ago, I think to the day that all of this happened. So there are a lot of things I can't remember. And there were a lot of things that they said in their reasoning of why they didn't like me anymore that I also can't remember. The gist of it was they didn't like me anymore, the way I was reacting after my breakup, how I wasn't really involved with them. I would hang out with people in my sorority and not them. I just didn't really try to grow the friendship. And I remember the one thing that like really now I look at back and laugh because I just think it was so just the wrong thing to say. But one of the girls was like, after I had mentioned, I feel like I can't play with you guys anymore. I can't be on the team. I can't do this. I'm not happy in general, but I don't, I just, now I know I can't do it. She was like, you could just transfer somewhere else. And I just felt like that was the biggest slap in the face. So I ended up leaving and I call my mom in the car, hyperventilating, sobbing. I can't do this anymore. I want to quit. I give up. I'm done. And she was like, you don't have to deal with this. This is absolutely ridiculous. You can quit, but you have to talk to your dad. I can't be the final say. And calling my dad was like the hardest thing that I have done because my dad and I were really close, but we were really close because of one thing and that was softball. Like I said, my parents had gotten divorced and my dad and I's relationship really took the back burner in a lot of aspects, except for softball, because that was something that we bonded on. He was the athlete and I was the athlete. And I was like his star athlete in his eyes, like his star people. So he put a lot of effort, time, and energy into my sport and to be the best that I could be. I hope to never feel or hear that disappointment in his voice ever again. Because there's one thing that I don't want to do is disappoint my dad. Because for so long, I felt that his love was conditional. And he only really loved me and wanted to spend time with me when I was doing the best I could and excelling in every aspect of my life, which now I know is not true. But during that time, that's how I felt. And he wasn't happy, but he pretty much put it up to me and I could decide. So the next day I, I went to my coach's office and I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I quit. I said, I'm done. This is ridiculous. I'm not happy. And the same day I also moved out of that dorm and I have not spoken to them since. I actually, I take that back. I did speak to one, but other than that, no. And I obviously don't blame them for anything because if it didn't happen the way it did, I wouldn't now be in Orlando. I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know, in my career and have the friends that I have. And honestly, everything about my life now is 150 times better. But that was really, really, really hard because not only did I lose out on a scholarship that I loved and I wanted to play the sport. I lost out. I felt like on my identity 
and I couldn't figure out who I was. And I took a massive decline after that where I was put back on my anxiety and depression meds. I was sleeping most of the day, skipping classes, not being active, eating way too much. So my body was gaining weight at a rapid pace. Like I just was not doing well. And I mean, obviously I want to be very clear in saying that these girls were not the reason I ended up quitting. They were just a key factor in making my decision a lot easier for me. I thought I had a plan. I thought I knew what I was going to be doing for the next four years, but I didn't because it was taken away from me willingly in one day. And that's how quickly it can change for you. You don't know when it's going to happen, but when it happens, it happens. And then you're stuck and you've got to figure out the pieces. And one thing I want to be very clear, and if you're experiencing something like this, whether it be a breakup, whether it be a career change, whether it be you're not playing your sport that you thought you were going to play for the rest of your life, that's okay. Don't think of it as a failure. Don't look at yourself and say you're a failure because you're not. You just fell out of love with something. You just can't do it anymore. You're tired. You're overworked. You want to do something else. That's okay. Because here's the deal. You have this life and you have so many opportunities to do exactly what you want. Not what your parents want you to do. Not what your teachers want you to do. Your professors, your friends, whatever. It's what you want to do. So if it's not bringing you joy anymore, then there's no reason to do it. Because it's just going to make you unhappy at the end of the day. What's really cool about this life and this day and age that we are in now is that, like I said, we have so many opportunities to, you know, fail, succeed, start over, start a new journey, redirect yourself, all of these new opportunities. And I think that it's easy for me, especially for me, to look at it all very negatively, like I'm a failure, I'm not in college right now, so I'm not I'm not on the right path, and I'm just letting my parents down. I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to do this. And I'm just feeding myself lies that the enemy is telling me because, hey, you know what? I'm having a rough day in my mental health, so I'm just going to make it 10 times worse. But I really do when I'm feeling, you know, okay with myself. I, I see the joy in starting over. I see the potential of so many great things to happen because look this is the reality for me is if I would have sat and I would have dwelled on everything that the mistakes that I made during that time and just feeling upset and just sitting and building a hole for myself I would not have taken the risk to apply for the Disney college program I would not have taken the risk and moved to Orlando at 19 years old knowing nobody not a soul and doing it all on my own I would not have done that. I would not have taken the risk to meet my friends that I'm telling you right now, the friends that I have made down here, the friends that I have now will be in my wedding, will know my future kids, be very, very close to me for the rest of my life. I wouldn't have found those relationships if it wouldn't have been for realizing, hey, there's so much new promise and new opportunity of things to start over. And, you know, I, you know, I'm upset about what happened. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't give it a good try. But you know what? Look at where I'm at now. And, and you know, I, I know it sounds so cheesy, but, you know, like the whole saying, like when one door closes, another one opens. It's true. When something that wasn't meant for you ends, everything that is meant for you, you're one step closer to. And I know that, that is so hard to realize in the moment where you're like stuck and you're drowning and you feel like you can't get your head out of water because the person that you thought you were going to marry broke up with you out of the blue and you just feel stuck but you know what you're one step closer to finding the person of your dreams you're one step closer to finding the career of your dreams you're one step closer to being the happiest you've ever been but you know what literally I saw this on TikTok the other day with Coco Jones she said that 
not any weather is the same. So like there will be a day that it'll be the most sunshine skies. It'll be perfect, beautiful temperatures. And then the next day it's dreary, rainy, cold, and it's like gloomy. That is sort of how we are in our mental health. That's how we are in our lives. Not every day is going to be good. And some days you have to go through the thunderstorms to get to the sunny days ahead. You got to go through winter to get to summer. And so in the journey of finding out who you are and all the good that's going to come in your life, you sort of have to go through the crappy stuff, the cold, isolating winters where you got to bundle up and stay warm. And then summer, you can let loose, have fun because it's sunny every day. It's warm. You feel happy inside. I mean, I, that's how I look at it. And there's so much good that can come And there was so much good that came for me. So when you're in this season of life where you're like, oh, I am stuck in the trenches. I'm in that winter. Remember that summer's coming. And I know that sounds cheesy because listen, when I tell you, when people tell me those things, I look at them and roll my eyes so far in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, and? But it's true. It really is true. It's not a failure. You didn't fail. For me, I'm very religious and I believe that everything happens for a reason regardless of if it's the universe or if it's God, whatever you believe in, I think everything does happen for a reason. And for me and my religion and what I believe in, I feel that my plan in life was already created for me. Obviously, like I can alter some decisions and like I have free will, but his plan is greater than mine. And regardless if you're religious or non-religious, there is one biblical term that end quote that I always cling to in the moments of feeling that my place is uncertain in this world or that I'm not doing enough or whatever plan I have is just not good enough and it's from Esther and it talks about there's just one quote this one verse that literally I think about every day I'm literally gonna get it tattooed on my body in the next few weeks it says perhaps you were born for such a time as this and you can take it as a quote a life quote or a biblical reference take it as you want but for me I believe that we were put on this earth at this exact time for a reason. I I believe it full heartedly. And I believe that we were meant to fail in seasons of where we needed to fail to get to where we're going. I feel like every time I fail, I'm one step closer to becoming who I want to be, the woman that I strive to be. So without failure, I don't think you can grow. And it's so normal to fail. And you, I, I feel like you have to fail at least like five times. And I, I have failed much more than that but at least five. It can be really beautiful to be redirected in life because you meet the people that you didn't think you'd ever meet. You find comfort and community. And I just, there's so much promise for new opportunities that I don't want you to feel disappointed. Look at the future excitedly. Obviously have low expectations because if you are like me, I get really excited and then I sort of am let down if it doesn't go exactly the way I wanted it to go. But just be excited. No one really knows exactly what they're doing. Even the most powerful, beautiful, wealthy people struggle with their purpose and finding the right path for their life. I always imagine like Kim K. I think Kim K is really cool, but I guarantee she struggles with her purpose or feeling like she's doing enough or feeling inadequate. I guarantee you she struggles with it. It's easy for us to again feel the immense pressure that I think school puts on us, our family can put on us, 
just generational pressure that is put on us to where we have to have a plan. We have to have our life figured out because if we don't have it figured out by a certain age, we have no, we have no life. Like there's nothing going on for us in this world. And that's just not true. You have so many opportunities to do so many things and not one person is saying that you have to hone in on one and that is the job for the rest of your life. Take time to figure out what craft or what hobby that you really want to focus on and then focus on it 100% when you're ready. When you are feeling like you're not doing enough or feeling like you don't have a plan for your life, I really, really recommend buying a notebook or like a little journal and just redefining your goals. What do you want to do? And these goals could be as simple as a week's goal, a month goal, a year goal, five-year goal. I mean, I do a daily goal of trying to make my bed every day because that means I completed a task for one day. I can lay my head on the pillow at the end of the night and know that I completed one thing. I completed one goal and I should be proud of myself. And then once you get into that routine, you start creating more goals that you want to achieve because that feeling of success, even as little as making your bed, will create and snowball effect into more achievements and feeling more comfortable in yourself and the goals don't have to be massive the goals don't have to be you're going to graduate with a 4.0 no if you graduate that's that's a big deal be proud of yourself because not a lot of people can say that they do that again best thing that I can give you is making sure you have a list of the goals that you want to achieve and start with a week start with a day and then add on to the months and the years and the long-term goals Another thing that I recommend when you are struggling with finding your place in this world and feeling like you are doing enough is creating a schedule for yourself. Because when I start having those negative feelings as in, oh gosh, like my plan is not the same as the person down the street for me. Like I'm not going to graduate on time. Just feeling very negative about the path that I'm specifically on. I tend to procrastinate everything else and every goal that I had. I will isolate myself and remove myself because I'm afraid of failing again. Now, when that happens, there is a chance, if you are like me, there is a chance that you're going to fall into another depressive episode or an anxiety episode, which I've been in for a little bit. The one thing that has helped me so much is putting myself back on a schedule, meaning I'm not going to let myself sleep until 1 p.m. I'm going to get up, make breakfast, make my bed, try to get some work done on getting into the school that I need to get into, sending emails to making sure that I'm on track, cleaning my room, picking up, doing laundry. Creating a set schedule has helped me tremendously. Not only am I sleeping better, I'm more productive. I feel like when I'm going to work, I'm more honed into my craft. I want to do good. I want to be kind. Just when I have a schedule, I'm all around a better person because I don't have that immense amount of stress on myself that I've been putting on it. I can relax. I can have time where I can be anxious. I, When I am anxious, like I said, I call my comfort people and I just vent. Or if I don't have the ability to do that, I'll, I'll just text in my notes app. Just get my feelings out and then delete it. You know, it, it's whatever will help you in those moments. Because look, there will be a time or a season where you're in that state of you don't know the path that you're going on and everyone just seems like they have the path and they know what you're doing or what they're doing and you're sitting over here like I don't even know what I'm going to eat for breakfast the next day that's okay it's it's totally normal hear me when I say it it's normal and if people say they don't do it they're lying to you 
But when that happens and you're in that state, it's so easy to slip back into our negative self-talk. It's so easy to slip back into a depressive episode or an anxiety episode. But we have to choose. We have to make the conscious decision to not allow it to happen. We have to decide, no, I'm okay. My path may not be the same as Alyssa's down the street. But Alyssa's doing great for herself. She's killing it. I can kill it on my own. But it may not be the exact same way she did it. And it won't be because here's the deal. And here's what I've learned. I feel like I say that so often, like, here's the deal. Your story is unique to who you are. How you got here where you are right now is unique to you and you only. No one will ever have the exact same thing in their life or the exact same story of their life the same way as you do. So if you're sitting here comparing yourself to the person across the street, you're not living a fulfilling life. You're trying to mimic someone else's life. And I think we do that so often because we see it on social media. We see the pretty girls. We see the highlight reels having so much fun and you want to be just like them. Trust me, I have been there. I am there. I look at people online all the time. I'm like, I'm wishing that I looked like them. I had their life. I want to be like them. But it takes away from who you are. So when you see those people who have their life together, or as it seems on social media, spoiler alert, they don't. It's easy for us to be like, well, we suck. We're not doing enough. Because look at all these people who have their life together. They're doing all these fun things and they're making money and they're successful, but I'm not doing it. So poor pitiful me. And that's not the outlook you need to have. I feel like I could really talk about this topic for hours on end, but the goal that I want you to hear, because I know that there is somebody listening to this right now in the season of life that I was in where you had this perfect plan in your head and it wasn't going to go wrong. There was no way it was going to go wrong because, I mean, it was perfect. And then it did, and now you're stuck figuring out what the next step is. And you're disappointed. You're discouraged. You don't understand why you had to fail yet again, it feels like. As the wise words of Annie once said, the sun will come up tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow will be your day or you're okay. I don't even know. But, I mean, in all seriousness, there's a new beginning tomorrow. Your new life could start tomorrow. And I think there's so much promise in that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because I wanted to open up a little bit more and share a story with you that I hadn't shared before. And it is something that's very vulnerable of me. It's very vulnerable of me to share because I don't know, it was just in a really dark season of my life. And I think that it really pertains to the topic we're talking about in feeling like you had this plan you had it all figured out and then in one second it was gone and then you had to pick up the pieces what I want you guys to know like I said love you mean it so what you guys what I wish I would have known when I was younger or what I just wish I knew right now because I think it can be still really hard as a 20 year old where I am right now feeling comfortable and where I'm at because there are days and weeks and months that is so hard to make rent and I'm like I don't even know how I'm surviving and I'm not feeling successful mentally. And then there are weeks and months that I'm like, I'm killing it. I'm having so much fun. I'm living the best life ever. So it just comes in waves. But you're exactly where you need to be. Everything that has happened has happened for a reason to lead you to the person you were meant to be. Again, you were born for such a time as this. And that is going to be a quote that I'm going to say so much in this podcast. I'm literally getting it tattooed on my body within weeks because it is like my life motto. You were born for such a time as this. 
So I love you guys. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next episode, which is going to be the Kennedy family curse. I'm so excited. I'm going to get back on my routine. I just had a little sickness and I didn't have any time to record because I was working so much this week, but I promise you I will be back on schedule hopefully by next week. Let me know what you thought about this episode today. It was a little bit more serious and it was by myself. So again, I probably talked in circles for most of it, but make sure to like and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great week.